It's now down to 12 as the road to the championship four in Phoenix makes the next stop in the Lone Star State. Look at this. What a move. Into the wall. The four blew a right rear tire. Damage for Bowman. Flat tire in the right rear down for Christopher Bell. Oh, and into the wall. The nine of Chase Elliott. A lot going on, Rick. Welcome to the playoffs. Oh, the contact. Almost into the wall for Byron. Looks like William Byron bumped into Denny Hamlin and sent Hamlin spinning down through the grass here. Good grief. He's mad about what happened on the two. You ran into him on purpose on turn four. I mean, obviously, yeah. Denny Hamlin clearly is upset. Now, door to door as they go into three, and Reddick's going to take the spot. Looking for career win number three. It's going to come at Texas. Tyler Reddick wins. Great job, guys. Awesome, man. We ain't done yet. We're going to win some more races. Come on. Look at Lombardi. Yeah, let's go. So, other than that, it was a very quiet and short night and day at Texas Motor Speedway. Marty Snyder, Kyle Petty, and the Mayor Jeff Burton joining you here for NASCAR America Motor Mouse. Welcome in, everybody. So much to unpack from Texas. Of course, we want to hear from you guys, 844-NASCAR-NBC. Get your thoughts on the entire day at Texas Motor Speedway. We'll talk Tyler Reddick's win. We'll talk tire failures. We'll talk William Byron, Denny Hamlin, very different playoff picture. But I want to hear from both of you first, Kyle how would you describe the, the, the day and night at Texas yesterday? I don't know. I don't, I don't think he can describe it. Um, you know, and that first, the first stage took forever. I, I thought the first stage was like, I thought we were already in the sixth stage of the race. You know what I mean? And I <laughs> yeah. said somebody, but, but because there were so many cautions, people spinning, racetrack slick, things that were going on. Um, but you know what? I, I, you can't say it was a typical Texas race. But it kind of was because it all got spread out and, you know, he had – but I, listen, it was just chaos. Yeah. It was chaos from the time they dropped the green flag, and that's the best way to describe it. Until they threw the checker, there was chaos going on on the racetrack. And I'm normally team chaos, Jeff, but that was maybe a little tip to the scale too far, I think. 2022, man. Yeah. Great, <laughs> great point. You know, point. It, just, it just fits in. I, 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 you know, the tip the, – the, the, the kicker for me was the rain. Yeah. Like, I'm, I mean, literally, I'm, yeah. I mean, we're sitting there and we're watching this stuff, and I'm like, what? Are they slowing down for what? And, yeah. I, I mean, rain wasn't even on. No. I don't think anybody's. Mm. I nope. didn't say radar. Anybody's <laughs> yeah. radar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what in the world? I mean, I just that just to me, it just it's been that way this whole year. Yeah. It's just been that way this whole year. But, God, it's so much fun. I mean, it's so much fun to, be, <laughs> to watch and see it. And, I mean, the, it's professional sports are supposed not supposed to be clean and orderly yeah. and neat. They're supposed to be or predictable. a slugfest. And, and that's what that the, was for sure. We are in sure. the middle of a slugfest. Uh, so let's start our discussion with the William Byron-Denny Hamlin incident. So, Jeff, kind of walk us through as we see all the video from mm. how all this went down, how this, what happened with the, with the William Byron-Denny Hamlin incident. And it really started with racing action and Denny Hamlin getting – Close to William Byron. It did. It's, you know, t- tight, hard racing, trying to pass somebody. You mentioned they got strung out. Track position was really important. So Denny Hamlin trying to get by William Byron, gets up the racetrack, gets into the side of him. William feels like he gets in the wall. Damage, the thing yeah. is, William said it damaged his car. Yeah, where right? he couldn't win. Where it took him from winning the race, yes. So now, now you got a guy that's mad. So right here, you, you can see... They just made a little bit of contact, and when it did, it got William in the wall. So now they William, didn't make contact, though, did they? Uh, yeah, I think they did. I think, see right here, there, there's definitely some contact there. I, okay. I feel like there was some contact. All right. But not wrecking in contact, but hard racing. I mean, yeah. this is, see right there, I don't think there's any doubt there's some contact. So hard racing. I don't think Denny did anything egregious. No. It's just no. hard racing. Yeah. But it damaged William's car, so now William's ticked off. And it's playoffs. It's the playoffs. Right. And what happened it's earlier the in the year? And why is William feeling like, okay, I'm going to have to stay, make a, stand my ground yeah. here? You're starting to see some young, in my opinion, William's been around for a long time, but you're starting to see some young drivers say, okay, enough. Yeah. And I think some of that was that. I think yeah. William probably has some things that have happened in the oh, past. Yeah, yeah. And not no necessarily doubt. with Denny. Yeah, just that he feels like, i gotta, I got to flex my muscles yeah. here. I'm not going to take this. Yeah, and, and listen, that, that it started, and, and you know, that – what, what we saw getting together and coming up off the corner there starts 300 yards back over there when they gassed up. And they, and they just kept running out of room, running out of room, running out of room. And all of a sudden, you know, William's out here and Denny's here. Denny pops the throttle. You can see the, yes. the flame come out yes. and turns away so it, lo- it doesn't look that bad because you think, well, Denny's way over here. But it started way back over there. And, and I think you're exactly right that, that what we saw out of William um, is something that's been building. 
built through these summer months when they weren't running good. You know what I mean? When they weren't running up front and weren't Maybe competing. even back to his frustration with Joey Logano yeah. from Darlington. Yeah. I almost believe after seeing the reaction yesterday and then seeing the reaction at Darlington, it's almost like, well, maybe I did have something to do with Darlington. You know what I mean? <laughs> but but I, I think you go through this, and I think he is saying, I deserve to be here. I deserve to be up here racing. Okay. And, and, I, and here we see him hit right here. And I'm not – listen, only one person knows. Only one person knows. William well, Byron. he admitted after the race, yep. and he said, I, I didn't mean to spin him out. I, that, and that's my point. My point is, he, he, it was the, the Dale Earnhardt Sr. I'm going to rattle his cage right here. I'm just going to hit him, let him know I don't appreciate it. But what, what, what I saw from, from William yesterday, and I'll, 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 I'll use two drivers' names, Jeff Burton and Jeff Gordon, okay? You, you, even kill, even kill. And he poked him one too many times. And then they got up here somewhere. And William got up here yesterday. William had been poked one too many times when that happened yesterday. I don't think he meant to spin him. I, I, I don't. You know what I mean? He's the only one that knows whether he meant to spin him or not. But Denny's the one that paid the price. So, so should NASCAR get involved in no, that? I don't think so. What do you think? I, I, I think let's unpack that in a second because I want to <laughs> – because to put that in context – I think you have to hear what Scott Miller said after the race. Okay, we'll play fair, that enough. In a second. fair enough. But I want to hear what the drivers had to say after what happened under caution, after what happened under green. Here was what Denny Hamlin and William Byron thought after the Texas race last night. He ran me out of room and bent the toe link, and it's we're lucky we finished. So, yeah, I mean, it was, it was really hard contact. It wasn't like, you know, just a light contact or anything like that. So, yeah, I didn't mean to... You obviously spin him out over there, but I'm obviously, you know, pissed off and um, just not going to get run like that. We've always we'll run so later, well. Yeah, I don't know what it was it. all about. I mean, the 19 took his air away and he ran out of racetrack, so he chose to run me out of out of racetrack completely. And so you ran into him off purpose off turn four. I mean, obviously, yeah. I went to go show my displeasure. I didn't mean to, you know, hit him and uh, spin him out. I, there's a ton of guys that do this and. Um, and go do something like that. I see it all the time. So, yeah, it was uncalled for, and um, feel like we handled it. I guess we can just wreck each other under caution. I, I tried to wreck them back, but um, yeah, it's just uh, I don't think we touched. I, uh, I got to look, but I, I don't think we touched. But obviously, uh, he sent us through the infield on, under caution. I, I, I keep hearing these guys, but I, you know, I have just I'll just add it to the list of. of Guys, when I get a chance, they're going to get it. It all just works itself out. We'll be racing each other at some point, and he'll lose a lot of spots because he's, you know, racing me. So it's just, uh, it's this is hard racing, obviously. Um, I'm fine with hard racing, but wrecking me under caution is obviously uh, not what we were uh, uh, bargained for. Well, Jeff, what do you hear from all of that? Uh, well, I mean, they both feel like it's hard racing. They're both okay with the hard racing. I didn't hear anybody complaining about that. Yeah. Just William feels like he ran him in the wall and damaged his car. And, and Danny's like, man, I don't even think we touched. And, you, I mean, and to your point, you said, did they touch? I feel like they touched a little bit. But whether they touched or not, it's really almost not the point. Because yes, clearly, no. clearly, you know, they, they whatever happened there, it moved it moved. William into a That's position right. where he got into the wall. So exactly. did, did Denny Hamlin do all he could to avoid putting William in the wall? Well, you saw him lift. Yeah, he lifted. We saw him lift. He, yeah, he lifted. Yeah, I, he definitely lifted. You can't. You, you're not going to argue when you shoot a flame this far out the out the tailpipe. <laughs> he, he checked up, man. And, and and you see when he right here he checks up. Look at these cars. Look how fast they they draw on him. The three car goes around him on the outside. That's how slow Denny got. So he definitely. He definitely checked up. Then he wasn't trying to run William no. Byron in the wall. William just doesn't care. William is like, I'm in the playoffs. I'm not going to let this happen. And, you know, he feels like he's standing his ground. They, I, you know, listen, both can be right. Yeah. You know, we don't, there doesn't always, we don't always have to have a right yeah. and a wrong guy, right? Fair we, point. Both, yeah. can have, both can have reasonable opinions about what happened and disagree with each other. It's racing. We're going to yeah. have we're going yeah. to have some drivers that don't agree when we're racing. Their, their opinions are the only opinions that matter. Yeah, because they right. got to go back out there and do it again this week with each other. You know what I mean? It's we just point. we just have to talk about it. Eight four four NASCAR NBC. The lines are jammed. Let's uh, start the phone calls with Chandler. Chandler, what do you think about the Denny Hamlin William Byron incident on Sunday? Honestly, Marty, I just this 
took me back to how this season has been between Denny Hamlin and Ross Chastain. Like, with Hamlin and Chastain, this was big, but I'm thinking, you know, we could see another big rivalry between Denny Hamlin and William Byron, but that's my thoughts. But what do you guys think? Kyle, do you think there's a big rivalry coming? The one thing I did take from what William Byron said, I mean, you, you made the fair argument, and you made it for the last several weeks, that retaliation doesn't happen anymore. These yeah. guys talk a big game. Yeah. They never follow through. William followed through immediately. But, again, I don't think William meant to retaliate like that. Okay. 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 And, that, that, and, that, that's, and what, that's a fair point and as that, well. That's what I'm going to – if you watch, watch William hit him, he hits him right as they start through the trial before Denny's getting ready to turn left anyhow because you've got to make that turn. <laughs> so that's a bad place. I mean, it's like we talk about these cars not lining up. But it, I, I look at this, and, and I think Denny – I, I, Denny's got to be keeping his list on a roll of bounty toilet paper uh, <laughs> or, or, or paper towels. That's yeah. how long the list is when he keeps saying, I'll just add him to the list. Because everybody seems to be against Denny this year in some way, shape, or form, um, right, wrong, or indifferent. You, you know what I mean? But I, I do believe that, listen, it's just, it's, Jeff said it in the very beginning. It's the playoffs. It's the playoffs. You've got three shots. And this was an important shot. Y'all talked about it pre-race. You talked about it during the race. You talked about it during the race. This is the most important race of this round. You've got to make something happen for yourself here because going to the next two is, is hard. To Chandler's point, is this a new rivalry? No. No, no. okay. No. You don't think so. No. Um, One race doesn't make a rivalry. We, we say that all the time, people. It's <laughs> a good point. For the NASCAR side of things and why they called the situation the way they called it. Scott Miller, after the race, met with the media. And here's what NASCAR Scott Miller had to say about the way they called Denny Hamlin versus William Byron. When we were in the tower, we were paying more attention to the actual cause of the caution uh, up there and dispatching our equipment. Uh, the William Byron, Denny Hamlin thing, we had no eyes on. We saw Denny go through the grass. And by the time we got to uh, a replay that showed the incident well enough to do anything to it. We'd gone back to green, but I'm not sure that um, that issue is completely resolved as of yet. So we'll be looking at, uh, we'll be looking at that when we get back to, back to work. The cameras and the monitors that we've got, we dedicate them mostly to officiating and uh, seeing like our safety vehicles and how to dispatch them and all that. And by the time we put all those cameras up, we don't have room for all of the in-car cameras to be monitored, so we're going to look at having, you know, because we could, if we would have had access, immediate access to the 24 in-car camera, that would have helped us a lot with, uh, you know, being able to find that quickly. So that's definitely one of the things that we're looking at. So, Jeff, I have, a, I have a couple of things that I, I take a little bit of an issue, which we all, we all have Scott Miller, great guy, <laughs> with that. The quote, missed it part. How can they say they missed it when they adjudicated and said Denny Hamlin did not maintain pace car speed and he had to restart back here? And Chris Gabart, and I was standing there watching it, is in the official's face. He was talking to the tower saying, this should not be the case. The 24 should be in the back. We should have our position back. You cannot spin out people under caution. How can they say they missed it when that was going on for 10 minutes, nine laps of caution? I don't understand how they miss it. I mean, I, 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 I listen. There's some, there's some things along the way that could happen. You could, you could say, hey, the only thing that, what their job immediately is to reset the field, right? You got to go reset the field. Yeah. Where does everybody line up? Why did Denny Hamlin spin through the, through the grass? Really, in their concern, because in a in normal situation, is he, is his tire yeah. down? Yeah. Did he? What, what happened? Right? Like the, normally. You're not even, they're not thinking retaliation. They weren't in that mode at that moment. I'm not defending them. I'm just saying these are the things that could have happened. Right. And so, and then when a, a NASCAR official is on, in the pit box, I have no idea who hears what he is saying to the tower. Like, I don't know how that, be honest, I don't know how that works. I know that, that Crucci's vent to that guy a lot, but how does he communicate to the tower? Who hears what at what time? So, I think some things that we think are, could be obvious may not be. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you take Denny Hamlin and William Byron, take their names out of it, okay? Forget this incident and think about it like this. Is the sport going to allow someone to spin somebody out under caution without penalty? 
Forget everything else. Forget all of the. Yeah. Wait, forget the names. It's a very dangerous forget. precedent to set moving Correct. forward. So you should not allow it. There's sh- if you take all the names out, I hate NASCAR getting involved. I hate NASCAR getting involved. You hate officials <laughs> in any sport getting involved. But you yeah. cannot yeah. allow someone. Forget the names. You cannot allow. Forget the incident. Cannot allow someone to retaliate under caution and spin somebody out under caution. Everybody is slowed down. You're no longer racing. This is no longer a racing incident. It is a callous, uh, intentional incident. You can't allow it. So, if you think about it like that, Denny ha- William Byron is responsible for the actions of his race car. The outcome matters. The outcome matters. When I, you said it earlier, when I got mad at Jeff Gordon, I didn't, wasn't trying to wreck Jeff Gordon, but I did. I stood, I stood wide open in the gas because I was mad. And, it, and the result of that was that we had a big wreck. It would have been okay if I'd have been penalized because I'm responsible for my actions. And so forget the names. We cannot allow, a, we cannot allow someone to spin somebody out under caution, under retaliation. That's not racing. That is a retaliation and it's, and it's on purpose. You cannot defend it. Now, what's the penalty? You can't put the guy back in his spot there's the problem. You can't do that. There's you the can't problem. put the guy back in the spot. See. That opens up a horrible yeah. can of worms. That's right. You can't put him back in the spot. You've got that happened. I hate it. It happened to you, but you cannot do that. You cannot go back and create this scenario of yeah, if this would have happened, if that would have happened. happened. That's what put Jeff Gordon in the playoffs and that's put right. an extra player in the driver. And that's that, been a, a black eye for NASCAR to this day. Cannot yep. do that. Sometimes you get a bad take. You can't put Denny back in his spot. But you could have penalized William, and they probably should have penalized William. What that is, we could have a great debate. We could have a great debate yeah. about all of it. But I just don't think you can allow people to spend somebody yeah. out under caution. And I think the dangerous precedent is, Kyle, let's state the obvious, right? Let's say there's one Joe Gibbs racing car in the championship for Denny Hamlin or whoever, and they just say, you know, you other three cars, just take out the other three guys under yeah. caution, and we win the title. Yeah, that's why they but, can't. They they've so, got to state something here in the next couple of days. And and see, that's where I disagree with both of you. Okay, and and here's my point. I don't think they do, because they admitted we didn't see it. They admitted we're looking at it after the fact. Does an official go back on sun, on Monday morning and make a a holding call in a ball game? No, he can't fix it. He missed it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold they on. shouldn't fix it now. No, they, it's that's, over that's now. My, it's over now. That's Correct. my point. I agree with you, that. You can't. They can't fix it now. Okay? I agree with that. And to penalize him post doesn't, uh, doesn't fix it either. I agree it, with that. It doesn't fix it, and that's what I'm saying. It doesn't fix it. It's a dangerous precedent. You should never ever touch another car under caution. It comes back to. I just had this conversation with Nate. I'm gonna throw in the safety chip. It's about safety. Cautions are about sending people out to rescue people and help people that are on the racetrack that are in distress, whether it's in an accident, a blown tire, whatever it is. You should never touch a car under caution, period, one way or the other. But I think they admitted they didn't see it, okay? They, they said we didn't see it. So if you didn't see it, you just, I feel bad for Denny because it was like Denny having a terrible pit stop. He just lost all his track position. He's the one that's paying the ultimate price for it. But you can't go back and fix this case and penalize William anything. I, I just don't think you can penalize him points. I don't think it fixes anything. But, they should, but the, do you think they should have penalized him at yeah, that point? Definitely. Okay. Definitely, okay. definitely, definitely. So we're definitely. on the same page. We're on the same page on that. Definitely. When, if, I, if, listen, I don't know. I'm going to say this. Let's just say two million people watched the race. Two million people knew it for ten minutes. Okay. Crew chiefs knew it until they went back to green. There were still people talking about it on Twitter 20 minutes later. Sure. Okay? So I don't know how they missed it that, that much. Yeah. I, I have a problem with them missing it. And that that's much. a whole other co- topic of conversation, no doubt about it, which we can continue to dive well, hold on, into. Should they penalize him? Yeah. Oh, I don't know how you do it retroactively. No, no, no. Yeah, no. Should they then? Should they, should they have been? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. He should have been yeah. tail end of the field. I just wanted your opinion. Yeah. And then he should have Listen, had a spot. Back. I didn't want you not on record. I'm going to say, I'm going to go one step further. You touch somebody under caution, it's not tail end of the field. It's a lap or two. It's a penalty. And that's a fair point. It is a penalty, dude. I'm telling you, man. Let's see what our buddy Nas Carl thinks about all this. Nas Carl, so what were your thoughts on this whole mess at Texas? All right, man, we, we've done this so many times. Okay, it is racing. 
this goes on. I don't care if you all want to re- do that to each other because what have we seen in the playoffs so far? No playoff drivers step up. So you guys want to do this to each other? There's sure going to be guys that are going to say, okay, and they're going to come up and they're going to be racing for a championship while y'all play. It is NASCAR racing. But you guys are exactly right. Under caution. Now, the question is, you said, Appel, you said a couple laps. Do we have tiers? I mean, is it going to be depending if it's just a bump or if the guy, if he playing does? He didn't mean to spin down him. Come on, he bumped him pretty decent. So do we go tiers? I mean, that is where we get to. Not like you said now, but next year, how do we do? Do we do tiers? But, man, I love it. It's racing. Under caution, <laughs> no, but, man, you guys want to keep doing this. These other guys are going to step up and take it from you guys wanting to play around. And that's what's making this so awesome. So let me let me ask you this, and then we appreciate the feedback, NASCAR. Um, I was talking with the crew chief yesterday after the race about this. In IndyCar, we have incident under review. Basically, teams can, you know, file an official, can you review this for us, please? Yeah. We're filing a protest of some sort. And if it's under caution, you know, IndyCar will do their best to look at it and not go back green until they have made a decision on that. Could there be something like that, Jeff? In essence, a red flag a coach can throw on the field. Or an instant message a crew chief can send to the tower and say, hey, we want this reviewed officially. I just, I just think that we can make this too complicated. Yeah. Well, sure, you can make yeah. anything I, in life I, too complicated, I right? just think yeah. that formalities don't work well with motorsports. And it's not a formal sport. It is a rough and it is, we, are, we are a rough crowd. And <laughs> yeah. it's okay. That's, right. That's how we yeah. should be. And yeah. I just don't think that... I don't know. I just don't. I think too many formalities, too many rules, too many procedures creates too many problems. I just think you have to make a call at the moment. You have to have a, a, a set policy that says, "Listen, man, if you hit somebody under caution, it causes them damage or does something, you're going to be penalized." Yeah. And then you got to call it. Yeah, and you got to call it. Simple. So I feel it. like we've kind of left this out there. Then what can NASCAR do tomorrow, Wednesday, Nothing. to make sure this doesn't happen well, moving they forward? They can do. They can. They can say something about it, but I don't think they can. I mean, they can come out and say. We're going to do this. If anybody touches anybody the rest of the year, or if anybody touches anybody moving forward, or if this happens again, whatever. But again, you got to see it, dude. You got to see it before you can call it. I okay? understand that. So, so, but how do they make sure this doesn't happen in Talladega? So, they simply all they have to do is just say, look, if you if you if you if you're recognized you show caution, yeah. it's going to be a problem. Yes, you're going, you're, yeah. we're going to have. Does a it need to be done in a public manner? Or do they just have it in a driver's meeting? Well, if they're going to come out and say they made a mistake in public, then they should come out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying yeah, no, no, it's, no, fair, no, no. it's a fair that's debate. That's a great point, though, right, Jeff? It's fair to debate no, no, that. Listen, that's the a fan. great point. Should it be public? Should it not? Everything becomes public in this sport. So it, even if they say it's pri- in, a, in a driver's meeting, it's going to come out somewhere. Where somebody's going to say, well, they told us in the driver's meeting it was boys have at it. So that's what we're doing, you know, or they, this, whatever it may be. So, but I, listen, all, all they need to say is if you touch each other, under caution, it's a lap penalty. If you do something, if you spend some money under caution, we park you, whatever it is, man. I mean, they've had yeah. these things before. I, We've been through this. As far as it being public, the best part of our sport is the fans. And the, yeah. fan, the more the fans know, the oh, better we yeah. are. So I agree. I agree everything, that. everything that we, you know, within reason should be, should be public. Within reason. There's plenty more to unpack <laughs> from Texas. Yep. Coming up, we'll talk about tires. We'll talk about Tyler what? Reddick what as well. Yeah. Well, three liters blew tires. <laughs> uh, we're going to come back here in just a minute. But I want to talk about the tire situation. Who is to blame for the tire situation, which may or may not be a fair question. We'll talk about that as we come back. Tyler Reddick wound up winning the race at Texas Motor Speedway, but there was a whole lot of other stuff to talk about. We'll talk tires next. Boy, it did not pay to lead at Texas. Three leaders had tire failures in the Cup Series race. Eight drivers at least had tire issues at some point. Kyle, what's the situation like as a driver when you see it happening around you, but your number hasn't come up yet? Mm, it's roulette. It's, it's like playing roulette. Um, we've seen it before. You know, it, with the tire wars, so many times you've seen it when you're just waiting for your turn. Crazy stuff. Here's what the drivers had to say after the race. 
Uh, I would get a slight vibration just seconds before the tire went. I mean, I, I wasn't any faster up front than I had been running. Um, I think, you know, we had, throughout the day, our tires all looked really good. We had one right rear that came off. They said one more lap, it was probably going to blow out, and they have no no idea why. It wasn't a lap count thing or anything. It was just the one right rear was just destroyed. Like I said, our, our tires looked good all day, so uh, I think it's just a freak deal if either you draw the unlucky straw or you don't you just don't understand what is making these things do that i mean it's wild from last week to this week i mean it's it's really unfortunate um like you said yeah it's just luck luck now i mean i you never know if you're gonna blow one i mean you go into three almost every lap with 40 laps under stuff going out i don't know if one's gonna blow out now or not it's not safe that's for sure running a buck 80 into three and thing blows out and you have no time to react to it so it's unfortunate hopefully we can figure that out seen a lot of uh, right rear issues tonight uh, not dissimilar to what we saw early in the year uh, at Atlanta you know gain as much information as we can from the teams trying to understand where they are with regard to their settings for sure I can say without a doubt air pressure is playing into it uh, we know where a lot of the guys are some more aggressive than others we know that plays a part I'm not saying that's the that's the only thing. I think we've got a different race right now than we had when we start, right? With conditions and the red flag, you know. Uh, we're running considerably faster than what we were before. Um, so all those factors come in, come into play. No excuses. We're just, you know, just trying to find the facts and, and figure out what exactly is going on. Hmm. A lot of interesting stuff to uh, chat about there. So, Jeff, is the question of who is at fault a fair one? Yeah, I, th I think it's a fair one. I mean, you know, if you're a race team and, yeah. you know, you're trying to run a race and, you know, Crew chiefs aren't putting air pressure in the in, in camber settings and loads on the tire that they think is going to blow it out, right? So they're not intentionally doing that. They think they're within the margin. Uh, Goodyear thinks they've brought a tire that will, if you stay in, in the limit, it's okay. And, um, you know, that's a difficult part for the teams is where, what is that limit? You know, what is that? And then the difficult part for Goodyear is, okay, we, you know, we tested, we've made these changes throughout the year, the problem's gotten more better, and now here they pop up again two weeks in a row. So yeah. it's a complicated problem. I do want to say this, Goodyear can build a tire that is 100% bulletproof. Yes. They can do that. And the racing's horrible. Yeah, and the drivers are going to scream about it. Yes, and so it's always <laughs> a fine line between yeah. but getting that, that. But that line seems awfully fine. The margin's too far. small. So, so, listen, Goodyear works really hard at this, and the margin's too small between a tire that will blow and a tire that won't blow. Yeah. There has to be more margin for yeah. sure. It shouldn't matter that the pace picked up. Yeah. We, that, we, not, it no, I agree matter. with that. Like, I agree it, with it, that. We don't know, yes, it's scheduled for a 2 o'clock start. It might rain. We might start at 7 yeah. o'clock. You can't say, oh, no, we got a problem because now we had a rain delay and the pace picked up shouldn't matter how fast you're yeah. going. The mar that, should be, that margin should be built into the top. Yeah, so where's, sure. where's the truth in that? Because, you know, Brad Kozlowski and Rodney Childers told me it was all about speed. You heard Martin Truex Jr. say it was not. Ryan Blaney told me it was not about speed. Where's, where's the truth in all this? So I don't know. I, so, I, you know, I think, I think there's blame, but I think the blame is on, like, a, a lot of people. Okay? So let, let's be... Let's look at it. You had 36 cars start the race, okay? And you had seven or eight that had tire issues, yeah. which means you had 28 or 29 that didn't have tire issues. You had crew chiefs that said, we saw tire wear yesterday, and we backed our stuff up, and they didn't have tires, tire issues. You know what I mean? They're, they're, you you know, heard Trackhouse Racing say, we're going to play it super conservative. conservative. They survived the and whole race. And they survived. So, so there's different things. I, I, think, I think Jeff brings up an, a great point where... Listen, I got a coffee maker, all right? And if it says, don't touch it while it's on because it's hot, is it my fault if I touch it and get burnt? <laughs> if I've got a tire and it says, run 40 pounds of air, and you're going to run 20, is it my fault? That it, is, it, is it the manufacturer's fault that it blows? No. But to Jeff's point, and it's a great point, the margin should be a wider margin. We're working in, in a band that's about that much. And I think... The car, the new car, the way the car reacts, what they can do with the tow link, what they can do with the right rear, what they can do with the left rear, what they can do, and how many the adjustments that they have and what they have to do to make this car drivable and work and run fast. Crew chiefs have that opportunity to say, but I'm going to press it. I'm going to press a little bit. But if you're going to press a little bit and you step over that, 
then you've got to take some of the responsibility when a tire blows. You, you, you have to. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and Goodyear has to take some of that responsibility when a tire blows. And I agree wholeheartedly. You, nobody does a tire test and says, well, we're going to go to the racetrack, and this is the perfect tire for a 140-degree track temperature, 95-degree ambient temperature, and we've got to run this race between 12 and 4.30, or our tire is not going to be any good. But that seemed to be where we ended up yesterday. That this, I, I think Speed did have some. It, I didn't see Truex out there running 2920s when he said Speed didn't have anything to do with it. You know what I mean? He, I don't think he realizes how fast he was running when that thing popped, man. You know what I mean? Earlier in the race, he was more like 2990s and 30 flats. You know what I mean? And they weren't having trouble. But when they got over that, that margin. So I think, a lot, I think there were so many factors that played into it to make it the perfect thing to break. I, I, I said this. I'll say this. The only thing I don't think was a factor was the racetrack. You know what I mean? I don't think the racetrack really had a ton to do with it. You know what I mean? They were, oh, I'm spinning because it's so slick. Oh, I'm busting them because I got so much grip. I mean, but it wasn't really the racetrack's fault. You know, the, the Pens- all the Penske cars and its affiliate with the 21 blew tires at Bristol. Yeah. Every one of them. And not a single one of them blew tires at, at, at Texas. Yeah. And what's that tell you? You know, you can control it. You can control it. Yeah. And the teams can get within a tolerance level where the tire is not going to blow. But they get paid to win races. Yeah, that's right. They get paid to make their car go fast. And Rodney Childress doesn't get paid to say, okay, I'm going to build a car that's going to not blow a tire yeah. out. He says, I build a car to go as fast as it can go. And he trusts Goodyear to have enough margin. So you can do this together, but the tire needs more margin in it because the teams are always going to push the, you know, the limit. We weren't, didn't blow tires last year. Good point. So, and I think Randall Burnett may have found that limit because they had a vibration not only once, not only yeah. twice. The last set of tires, the last few laps, he had a vibration, which he didn't say on the radio, but he felt it. Didn't say a word about it on the radio. I know we have a call, but one quick, one quick, one other quick thing. If everybody was so worried about it, why didn't they all pit on the last caution? Well, yeah. that's a yeah. heck of a point a great because point. they wanted but, to win the race. I want to say one other yeah. thing. This, almost reminds, <laughs> this almost reminds you of back to the tire wars and back to the old days where you just scuffed every tire you had. Right. So right. there would be, you know, right. you know what I mean? These guys don't have that opportunity. No, no practice and no. none of that and the way the, the rules are. But remember when you used to. Oh, they're having tire trouble. We oh, got to scuff everything. We got, he drove yeah. Hoosiers. Yeah. He, he yeah. remembers that saying. too well. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's 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 the game. You were a Hoosier had to play team there. for a year or two, yeah, right? Yeah, yes, you were. They were fast, weren't they? they sometimes they were yeah, sometimes. very fast. Very well, fast. too fast. Right? Almost won so, a few races on those things. Yeah. Didn't deserve to. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's go to Joshua on the lines at eight four four NASCAR NBC. Joshua, what's on your mind? Well, Marty, I think that yesterday's race was a complete and utter disaster. Nobody Mm. was happy about it. And part of it, I believe, came from the racing product, Texas Springs. Another could have come from the tires. And part of it could have been the set of the teams like you alluded to, Kyle, or as Chase Elliott alluded to on PRN. Nonetheless, I believe the amount of tire failures and problems that we have had were very reminiscent of the 2005 and 1988 Coca-Cola 600s. Perhaps I'd go even as far as saying as it was an absolute kamikaze mission, as the great Dave Despain once said, excuse me. So with the exclusivity deal ending this year, could we possibly see another tire manufacturer come in as its replacement? Interesting question. I don't know if that would happen. I do know Goodyear's in the middle of renegotiating their deal right now, but I don't think there's going to be another one come in. Do you think, Jeff? Listen, I, I listen. Okay. <laughs> Are you calling a timeout here? Jeff? I'm yes. calling a timeout. So I, I'm not saying it's, it's acceptable to blow tires. It's not. I, dr- I drove them. You drove them. You yep. know what it feels like. It's not an acceptable thing. I think it's unreasonable to think that you're going to launch a brand new car with a brand new size wheel and a brand new size True. tire and a completely different suspension system. I mean, a completely... Totally different. Totally different car and not think we were going to have problems. Yes. I mean, I, in, in Utopia, everything would be great and nothing would go wrong and everything would be perfect, but that's just not the world we live yeah. in. And we are going through this transition of understanding all the parts and pieces yeah. and how they work together to make this car have the best possible races, and there are going to be failures along the way. We had racks 
at Bristol. We had That's tires right. at Bristol. We had tires here. We had tires early in the year. We had cars bottoming out early in the year, causing wrecks. We had all. We're working through this process. Yeah. It's not good to have to work through the process, but it's a reality. Yeah. And 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 the game changes. Yeah, so it changes. It, and it constantly changes. Yes, you can't tell me that Goodyear, the tire Goodyear needed to build in January of last year is the same tire you got to build today. Yeah. The teams are using these cars differently. They're loading the wheels differently. They're loading the tires differently. They're, all that's changing, and they're trying to keep up through this evolution. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. And in the meantime, teams got a decision to make. That's right. There's your answer. How conservative do I have to be? That's right. They have a decision to make. And, and it's their decision. Is it a perfect world? Yeah. No. It's their decision. But it is a decision that has to be made. I, I, I think fans would be amazed, astonished, at how much better these teams are with this car yesterday oh my God. than what they were when they ran the all-star race here. You know what I mean? I, think that, I, I don't believe they could almost comprehend how much smarter these guys are with this car. So when people say, well, they, shouldn't, they run this car tire in, in May. They run this car in May. They should know. They should have known they were going to have. You didn't. That that might as well have been light years in the in the past. That's how much these guys and how smart these guys are, and the things that they've learned to try. We see, we've seen toe link failure. Now they've beefed up the toe link. Now the now the bolt failed. You're to Jeff's point. You're going to constantly see an evolution for a year or two, or maybe more, and how these cars, the parts failures the things that work, the things that don't, and the evolution to finally get somewhere. And the tire is just an extension of that. Uh, are you worried because the playoffs have been a little bit of a mess? You had the fires at Darlington. You had tire failures at Kansas. You had steering issues at Bristol and tire issues at Bristol. And now all of a sudden tire issues at Texas. Any concern there is the car being exposed a little bit? I think the car has been exposed all year. Yeah. I think that I think the ramifications Agreed. that that wasn't the first fire at Darlington. This wasn't the yeah. first blown tire. Right. This wasn't the first rack that had a problem. We are now in the part of the year where it matters so much. Yeah, it's just under a microscope yeah. right now. Yeah, it wasn't. Listen, they. I think some of you guys said it even on the broadcast at um, at Bristol. Blaney blows the right front or cuts the right front. Um, center cuts the right front. If that's the first race, it's not a big deal. But it's the playoffs. So all of a sudden, it's a big deal. It is a huge deal. That's a tire issue. Now all of a sudden we have something. So it's just the time of the year. But listen, all teams, and we've seen this throughout the history of the playoffs or the chase, or even if we go back to the 90s when it was just straight-up points, once you get to a certain place, you begin to, to, to try to move that needle a little bit. You run a little bit lighter rods. You run a little bit different piston dome. You run a little bit different, and it blows up, and you have to back it down. So you see things. So I don't think all the issues that we have, they've happened before in the past year in playoffs and, and chases and whatever it may be. When we come back, we'll go through the field, here from some other drivers, another playoff drivers, and kind of view where the playoff points are as we head to Talladega. Talladega race this weekend coming up on NBC on Sunday. Kyle, here's a very different playoff standings after Texas versus going very. into Texas, right? I mean, look how far Chase Elliott went. He was number one seed down to eight. Look how much he lost in one single race. But, but you look at that and you look at, at Ross Chastain. You look at William Byron. We talked about him earlier. And, and Denny and, and Six right there. They had to make something happen. You had to make something happen yesterday. They, they all felt like they did. This Alex Bowman came back out there and rode around all freaking and day was long. It. And it was worth it. He picked game, up three or four game, positions, yeah, whatever he did. he did. But those three or four points were worth it, and they'll pay off maybe as we get to the end. Remember, the guys only missed the last round by one or two points. Very good point. Now let's go through the field from the Texas weekend, presented by eBay Motors. We've just got a badass Bass Pro Shop team. I'm driving my ass off, but I'm having fun while we're doing it. And uh, it's fun when you get to do burnouts and uh, Go get some waffles after. Let's go, baby. We did what we had to do. We had to score a bunch of points. Um, and we did that, put ourselves in the point lead. And um, still not comforting, but it's better than being uh, further back. Hindsight, I wish I wouldn't have let us. I, I was petitioning hard to pit. I was really loose. And then, of course, we pit. And, now, and then we were really tight at the, the last run there. So really good balance all day and all weekend. And really just the last 50 laps maybe got off on balance, loose and then tight. So a super uneventful day until then. And so like I feel like I stubbed my toe a little bit there at the end. Managed our day really well. Um, I didn't think we started off the day very good. 
and we did a really good job of getting better throughout the day. And as the night came, I thought we even got stronger. Actually, the speed of the car was good, but the balance just wasn't there. We struggled the entire weekend. To be honest, right now I'm so exhausted. You know, the car was it was a handful. <laughs> Not as bad as Bristol, but it was a handful. I'd say we didn't execute very well at all at the beginning of the race. Passed a lot of cars throughout the day, and then um, just get caught up in somebody else's mistake and takes you out of a, a top five, top three, maybe a shot at a win. So nothing to show for it. Pretty upset about it. It's good we we're above the cut, but yeah, I mean we're plus 16. I feel like we could have been plus. 34 or something at least so potentially could have you know won the race I, I think we had the best cars so we were by far the best when the track was hot and it got you know cooler out I got loose and uh, everybody seemed to get faster so it was just harder to pass uh, I felt like we had a lot of speed in our green Camry to you know make it make a day out of it and uh, unfortunately tires didn't work our way yeah I hate it you know we we're actually decent here for once so that was that was nice while it lasted you getting worried about tires for everybody else in the field too uh, I just hope nobody gets hurt, but outside of that, I really don't care. That was Through the Field, presented by eBay Motors. You can be your own pit crew with 122 million parts right at your fingertips. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. With Chase Elliott, it was a, uh, a rough Sunday afternoon at Texas Motor Speedway. Lost all those points, as Kyle mentioned a moment ago. Let's grab a phone call about Chase Elliott. Brian in Florida, how you doing today, Brian? Um, I'm down here in Florida. We're already eating tums, waiting on this hurricane. And, uh, <laughs> Hope you guys weathered yes. okay. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's nuts. Uh, but I'm, I'm. We're just waiting down here. And as a Chase Elliott fan, I want to know how many more bottles or cases of antacid do I need to get going through Talladega and the Roval? You know, this round, I was hoping. Let's just hit it down the middle. Let's just mm -hmm. hit it down the fairway. And here he is again, just above the cut line. And a quick aside for Jeff, one more thing. How cool is it to be calling a race and your boy is in the front? Yeah, how about that? That Harrison was cool. That was cool nice laps at uh, Texas. Give him yeah, some that was, yeah, that was fun. They, they, needed, they needed some uh, some good action. But um, All right, so the daily recommended dosage of Tums is what? <laughs> <laughs> you a know, lot so, when they lose 27 uh, points yeah. in one race Jeff I, I, I mean, mean a lot yeah, nobody nobody including Joey Logano who's the leader right now feels good oh, going no. to the next two races that's right we've talked yeah. about it fans may get tired of us talking about it but it's real you yep. go into Talladega we know what happens at Talladega the Roval I believe is the second most difficult racetrack on the circuit behind Darlington wow and it's it's that hard and 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 anything can happen so this round is it's diabolical like yeah. it is it's <laughs> just nuts that's a good word and, and uh, yeah I mean nobody's nobody's feeling good right now no so he used the analogy he, he just wanted to hit it straight down the middle Right now, he's got to play over a water hazard and two sand traps to get back in the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, he's just not in a – he's in a, in a bad place. And, and you – like you said, the Roval, the difficulty of it, the unpredictability, uh, the wild card of Talladega. I mean, there is – there's – I don't – listen, I don't know during COVID did they have a shortage of, of Tom's <laughs> – because they, maybe, I, in the playoffs, they're, they're definitely going to have one. You know, what? what's so difficult about Talladega, think about this. I know we we probably have that for a Wednesday show. But these guys got to race for stage points. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't ride that, around. That was an, that was an interesting part that, point that Joey Logano brought up. He, he, he's about the racing there. About, you know, is it, is, it, is it good for the fans that the guys ride around in the back and then they win the race? And then he said... But you can't do that if you're in the, if you're in the playoffs because you've got to get those stage points, yeah. which was a great point that he made. And the, the other interesting point, you, you move it forward a week, how do you play the race at the Roval? You've, you, do you need the stage points or do you want to win the race? What's more important to it, you? Yeah, it depends and on your situation. That's going to be a decision. depends on your situation. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about a couple of other playoff drivers. Christopher Bell, uh, you and I have been on that train for a while, Jeff. Lost 33 points at Texas. And I heard someone last night say, well, he's in a must-win right now. That's not correct. No. He didn't have to go to Talladega or no. the Roval and win, Kyle. I mean, no. that could totally flip around in the next two weeks for him. I think they're still in a good spot. What do you think about Christopher yeah. Bell? Once, once again, these, listen, it's, it's about stage points. It's about stage points and having a solid run. We saw, if you, if you don't believe that, look at what Ross Chastain and Daniel Suarez did yesterday. They both got solid stage points. As an organization, Trackhouse got more stage points than any other team out there. 
and they both had solid finishes, 12th, yep. 13th, 14th, right in there. They leave there with some of the most points, with the top two, three points at the race. What about finishing or winning the race for them? It was about establishing those points. Christopher Bell has to look at it some that way. Let me get up there. Let me be in the top five in stage one. Let me be in the top six in stage two. Let me have a solid finish, and I'll pick up 20 or 30 points. Jeff, how about Chase Briscoe? I mean, if there's an attaboy, it goes to Ian Johnny Klausmeyer. I mean, that car was not even a 30th place car to start off the race. And somehow they wind up with a top 10. Huge day for them because they can go the roll and run well. Yes. Like, he's a good road racer. He can go the roll and run well. He needed a solid day at Tech. A place, think about where, where this team has been. They have not been running well at all. And so for them to come out of there with the struggle they had, and to have the finish they come, and only down four points, with the, the role is an advantage to him. Many it's not. But yeah. for him, mm-hmm. Chase Elliott, for some others, they want to go to the role. So for them coming out of Texas with reasonable points, I think that's a win. Yeah. How about Joey Logano? You mentioned he is now the leader, gained 14 points. Yeah. And talking about keeping it down the fairway. Now, listen, they had a tough part of the race where yeah. they kind of struggled, but they were able to turn it around. Paul put him in a, Paul Wolf, his crew chief, put him in a good spot. At the end, and Joey capitalized. Yes, but but I will say this about, and, and I'll say this about Joey and and Daytona and Talladega and Speedway racing. It's an opportunity for him. He looks at it as an opportunity. He has never. I don't believe I've ever heard him talk negative about those two races. Well, it's just one of those places. You just got to go and you got to survive, and then you move on to the next one. It's an opportunity, and we have seen him. We have seen Brad Kay. We have seen those guys at Penske control races. Get to the front and control the race. Uh, and that's where I think he shines. The Roval is, is the hiccup for him. The Roval is the hiccup for him. I think they've got to come out of there with a solid run. Uh, but, listen, I, I think they, they are on the right track right now. I think they are, they are looking ahead past this round because I think they believe they're already in the next round. So you're saying having him in my championship four still looks good? Yes, it does. That it still looks, looks good. good. I just yes, want to check still with you, you, Mr. Kevin Harvick. Yeah, Kevin Harvick is gone. I'm sorry. <laughs> and it worked too well. That didn't KP. work too well, man. I, uh, that was a hope and a promise, but God, I, I was hoping, man. Hey, when we come back, big news from Jimmy Johnson today. What was it? We'll discuss that next. Also, lightning round with phone calls. Try to get all of you guys on the air, and we'll talk Talladega as well. Can't wait for Talladega this weekend. Should be a calm race, right? I mean, nothing happens in Talladega. Yeah, all the chaos went to Texas, man. (laughs) Chaos moved to Texas. That might be the case. (laughs) Uh, Lightning round time for you guys. We'll get as many phone calls as we can in here in the next few minutes. Talk a little Jimmy Johnson news as well. We'll start with James. What's going on, James? Hey, guys. Um, I wanted to ask, um, after watching uh, Cody Ware's crash up in turn four and down the pit road, What's your take on uh, NASCAR's uh, safety initiatives that they could use towards uh, the next-gen car? Well, listen, man, safety is something you have to work on all the time. You know, I will tell you, that for the, you know, as hard as he hit, that was a massive impact. Mm. Uh, the fact that you know, he, he, you know, he has uh, you know, not a head injury, nothing like that. The fact he's got you know, a small injury, uh, it's easy for me to say small, yeah. is a good You're thing. Right, though. And, and I, I mean, I can't. You hit like that. I mean, it's you know, but but look, look, safety. You always have to be working to make it better. There's some changes coming to the car to try to make some things better for sure. Uh, but but I think that was a reasonable result for that for the, how big that impact was. Yeah, for sure. Let's go to Marvin in Ohio. Marvin, what's going on tonight? Not much, Marty. Uh, I got a question for you guys, and we're heading to Talladega, and we saw a lot of wrecks at Texas Motor Speedway and a lot of cautions. Do you think we're going to see the same thing this Saturday and Sunday? Think things will calm down, Kyle? No, things. I don't think things will calm down. The, 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 thing, at, they, you know, the thing that we see at, at Texas, or you see a lot of places, are and, and let's go back to William Byron and, 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 and Denny Hamlin. Small things, small things happen during the course of the race. A guy cuts somebody off, a guy just barely gets into somebody, something happens. At Talladega, those small things become huge things. You know what I mean? You just barely touch somebody. It's six cars. You just barely, you, you, something happens and you spin. It's, 
six or seven cars out of the race. So I, I think that's the difference. It's magnified at Talladega when something happens. We appreciate all the great phone calls from you guys yeah, today. Ter terrific stuff at 844-NASCAR-NBC because there was a lot to talk about from Texas. Uh, big news from Jimmy Johnson today. Retiring from full-time competition certainly doesn't mean that there will be uh, not a race or two here, maybe IndyCar or IMSA or maybe even NASCAR, who knows, but no full IndyCar season in 2023 after being full-time here in 2022. Uh, what are your thoughts, Jeff, on why Jimmy said enough, no more full-time racing? Well, I, I, listen, I think that he said, you know, the minute he walked out of uh, full-time cup racing, he immediately said that what he wanted to do was just a lot of different yeah. things. Yeah. I was surprised he went full-time IndyCar racing. Yes. I, that surprised me based on him saying that he wanted to travel the world, try different stuff, drive different kind of cars. Uh, so I think he's really back on his plan. I think that the IndyCar thing was wasn't was never really yeah. where he where yeah. he thought he was going to end up. He ended Great up point. driving them. An opportunity came. He's like, yes, let's do it. Let's try yeah. it. Uh, but I I think he just went back yeah. where he really wanted to be. And I look at at, at the IndyCar thing almost as as an evolution. The first year was road courses. Then he added the ovals. Been there, done that. Let's go do something else. Yeah. You know. And that's kind of to to Jeff's point. That's kind of what he threw out there to begin with. I don't want to. You know. Yeah, I did that. But, yeah, let's go run sports cars. Let's run Lamar. Let's run all these other things that I can go do. And let's just spend time with the family. So congratulations to him, man. If anybody deserves it, he does. I, I think you mentioned the key word, Lamar. And yeah. I think that's oh, what he has his eye on for should, next year. Should. But I think we all have to give Jimmy credit for, you know, making himself vulnerable. He's a seven-time sure. cup champion. Yeah. And he went out there and said, I'm willing to run in the back yeah. in IndyCar because this is what I want to do. Yeah. I, I, I have a great deal of respect for Jimmy in a lot of ways. Yeah. Jimmy Johnson is a is a great human being. And, the fact that he is comfortable in his own skin. That's right. And can just willing to go out there and, and just, you know what, I'm going to learn. I'm comfortable learning. Yeah. I know I'm not as good as I, I, I want to be, but I'm going to get better. I mean, I, I just, I have a lot of respect for yeah. you. I, I, think, I think we all, no matter what we do in life, we pigeonhole people and say, well, they can only do this or they can only do that. I think Jimmy has proven that you can only do uh, or you do the things you want to do and don't care about what anybody else says. He went, no matter what he had done in Cup, he went, and he's still a race car driver. And he's always going to be one of the greatest race car drivers that ever sat in a NASCAR car. And he will be in sports cars and other things, too. And I will say, during that entire time being around him, having to cover him, he handled it with a great oh, attitude. Yes, he, did. he always had so much fun, yeah. and he was always a very approachable person. You mentioned how he was in the garage area, Jeff. He was yeah. that way to everybody, really. Yeah. Yeah. And that personality really came through. So See at North Wilkesburg, Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah, See I was going to say, Wilkesburg, he Jimmy. might be at the All-Star Race. <laughs> that was another one I was going to throw out there as well. Talladega on NBC this weekend. But we'll be back with Motor Mouse on Peacock on Wednesday.